You're listening to a podcast from 702. And a good morning to you and thank you very much for joining us. Hello, hello. And I do think with regard to the football that it is worth pointing out that at least half of the players that are still in the World Cup are African players. Indeed, yeah, but, absolutely. So it's, you know, it, that, that yeah, people yeah. with Senegalese, with West African parents. Yep. You yeah, know, yeah. make up the majority of most of the European teams. Absolutely, and so we we can see that it's not a, a matter of a lack of talent, of natural talent. There's something else that we need to be uh, perhaps uh, doing in order to have, uh, I suppose, more predictable presence in the World Cup. But that's not what you and I are here to talk about, Anna. No, exactly. We're here to no. talk about the food. By the way, I just had a call from Paul, your um, co-author in uh, the book Eating, I think. Uh, and, oh, okay. Yeah, we were just talking about legumes or the difference between certain nuts uh, and certain legumes. And uh, she was telling us a little bit more about the issue of... Uh, uh, what are the, the jugo jugo beans? Uh, and oh, I didn't, okay. And I didn't know what the English word was for that. And she came to, she came and on. She the, knew. Yeah, she, she knows knew. everything. She's she fabulous. Does. Yeah. And she sort of knows how you should combine nuts and beans Indeed. as well to get the best out of both. And she's a, a paragon. Indeed. You're going to tell yeah. me about calixo. Talk to me about calixo. Calixico is it's a calixico. At, yeah. It's Calexico because it is a it's an amalgam word that is a combination of California and Mexico. Yeah. Um, so it's Calexico, and it's for people who know Johannesburg. It's in the space that um, used to be Stanley Beer Yard. Yeah. So uh, it's forty four Stanley Complex. So that sort of lovely little kind of hipster um, sort of shopping complex um, in Mill Park and. Within that, it's it's really the best spot at Forty Four Stanley because it's it's the one that's got a kind of decent courtyard and yeah. Um, and Calexico, as I say, is California and Mexico put together. Um, that the owner, who is a man called Larry Hodes, that people might know from Arbor Cafe, which is another sort of lovely place to sit on a Sunday and eat yes. pancakes. Um, but he tells me that. Um, Firstly, that it is a place on the American-Mexican border, and that it's also it's a band. Um, so I'm sure the sorts of people that are going to love Calexico know that already. But for for those of us that are slightly kind of less cool, um, it's it's good to know that Calexico is, is those things. <laughs> uh, I'm told it, it is. Of, I'm told that it is. It's quite a, a hip place. Um, it's got uh, a lot of. Sort of, it's got that Americana sort of feel about it, um, yeah. but, but but it's not it's not pretentious. I'm told, and yeah, uh, and it's it's sort of it is hip, but in a really kind of pleasant, relaxed sort of way. You know, you probably are going to find that you know everybody there has got like a cooler bag and better glasses than you. But <laughs> you know, they're not the sorts of people that are going to care about those sort of things. So why should you? Yeah. But it's just. It's got, you know, outside, it's got a lovely courtyard, which in the summer is going to be wonderful. But when I went last week, it was a bit chilly. Um, but inside, there's a fireplace, there are sofas, um, you know, but it, it's a really nicely sort of snuggly spot for for Sunday afternoons. Um, they've got old vinyl records on the wall. Um, and 
I'm told that, again, the vinyl is a big thing, um, that the owners really know about music and the way music sounds, and there's a record player, and you can take those records that, you know, are there to look pretty in part. You can take them off the wall and play them. Yeah. So, um, and they have vinyl DJs who will, like, curate whole experiences for you. And apparently today they're having a vinyl fair. So between 10 and 3 this afternoon, so 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., yes. you can go there and you can buy records for those sorts of vinyl aficionados that need to talk to other people that also like records that scratch. <laughs> talk to me about the food at uh, Calexico, um, Anna. What, what can one expect there? You know, the food is lovely. That it's Again, it's elegant and stylish um, and yet unpretentious and relaxed that it's got that kind of Americana feel so it's you know it's California Mexicans in its sort of influence that there's nachos with with great kind of dollops of avocado and and really nice thick sour cream so often in South Africa what passes for sour cream is sort of watery sort of like what looks like low-fat yogurt, and this is a real kind of proper dollop of thick sour yeah. cream on the nachos. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got sticky ribs that, you know, you know, are really worth kind of getting the sauce all over your face for, that they've got lovely roast chicken that's so sort of meltingly tender that it practically falls off the bone, that burgers as big as your head. And for people who are looking for nuts, that, that they have a chocolate brownie on the menu that, has so many macadamia nuts in it. I actually said to the owner, I think you're going to go bankrupt if you keep putting so many macadamia nuts in these brownies. Wow. I mean, it's lovely for the rest of us. But um, So um, damn fine brownies, just packed full of nuts, apple pies, craft beer, really good artisan spirits, cocktails. I think <clears throat> this is the sort of place that you know, in the winter, you can snuggle around the fire with craft beer and a, and a big burger. And in the summer, you know, you can sit outside with classic cocktails and apple pie. And either way, it's going to be fabulous. Craft beer is making a huge um, entry these days in, I suppose, leisurely living. And um, why is that? Why do you think that craft beer seems to be... Um, yeah, making a very, very serious presence. Uh, you know, you can't have a conversation these days around food, around um, culinary experiences without the conversation somehow going towards craft beer. What is it about this craft beer story? Look, I mean, partly just humans like to kind of distinguish themselves from other humans. So yeah. they like to have ways of saying you know, I am cooler than you because I have this beer in my hand. Um, I think, you know, in a South African context, you know, South African industrial beer is not bad. You know, if you go to America, you know, things like Budweiser are just so disgusting that, you know, there's a, a real kind of strong need for a craft beer industry. But in South Africa, you know, that I think that, you know, it's always useful to have a range of, tastes and flavors and people doing interesting things. And quite often what's happening in South Africa is that, you know, the big brewers, the SAB, are in a way using the craft brewers as their kind of R&D laboratory. So the little craft brewers try interesting flavors, new ingredients, different techniques. And if it works, then SAB swoop in and, and make that on a large scale for cheaper than the poor little craft brewers can ever do. Um that 
you know, in a way that craft beer as the sort of hippest thing in town was replaced by craft gin, yes. which was then in turn um, that this season's kind of hip thing is craft rum. So um, the kind of seriously cool um, are now quite snotty about craft beer because they've, they've moved their attention onto other things to differentiate themselves from the masses. And a always great talking to you. Much appreciated. You too.